Welcome to Giants Spotlight, where we talk about your San Francisco Giants all the time. Let's get into it. As I'm recording this today, we start off by talking about the recent games for the Giants. This is, they are on their ninth game currently, about to play their 10th today against the Dodgers and starting off a homestand against them for a three-game series, which will be very exciting. We'll get to talking about that soon, but I want to recap uh, what happened recently in the recent nine games. It's been very back and forth and flip-floppy. It's been very uh, not consistent, as we've seen the Giants drop the first one against the Yankees in uh, unexpected fashion. Logan Webb did very well. He gave up a few home runs, but struck out 12 in like six to seven innings, I'm pretty sure, which is just, that's phenomenal. But then on Saturday, we won against the Yankees seven to five, but not without a little bit of a heart attack because Dahl pitched pretty well, but ended up having uh, bases loaded, which was not good to see and uh, bringing in a run. But they were able to shut down with the double play turned at the end. And the next day, they went and lost 0-6 to against the Yankees, which then started the White Sox home opener where the San Francisco Giants were over in Chicago, where they won the first game 12-3. to That one was a blowout. Home run after home run for that game. And then on Wednesday, they lost 3-7. to The bats kind of got shut down, and uh, the fire stopped then but then the next day they won 16 to 6. as we can see it's very very bipolar i mean you have a day where you're hitting and you score 12 runs and you win 12 to 3. the next day you lose 3 to 7. i mean those just aren't the things that we want to see from this team we would rather see them pulling up with the same runs every day then the next day they won 16 to 6 and they have to put a position player in the end to hold them off. I mean, we're used, we can see some of that, but I would like to see some more consistency. I know it's the beginning of the season. I know it's only nine games. Of course, I'm overreacting. That's just what I do. I love this team. And it can be a little bit of overreacting, but I think as they go on, it will be more consistent. They just have to get into a rhythm and start playing. And it's good because they played the Royals the next three days. And... That was their home opener, and they ended up losing. They dropped the first two games, so they lost against the Royals 1-3, to which, again, no offense showed out that day. It was 1-3, to did not score with as nearly as many home runs as uh, the sixth when they played the White Sox. Then the next day, I was watching this game. They were winning 5-2 at one point and uh, ended up dropping a few runs to lose that game and were not able – to score off of bases loaded, no outs, which was heartbreaking to see. Crawford hit pretty well that game, but when it came to the bases loaded, no out situation, they ended up striking out three of our San Francisco batters to put themselves back into the back in the offense. Then yesterday they played the Royals and won three to one in pretty dramatic fashion. It was fun to watch. Uh, the whole game was pretty, pretty scary for me. I remember watching. And we were losing 1-0 for a portion of the game where Disco was pitching amazing. I mean, he had some good numbers and only gave up one run in his time. Definitely a switch from last year. I'm so glad he's not pitching on injury anymore. His ankle looks a lot better. His command is good, and he's working with the clock pretty well. 
but the Giants came back with a Wilmer Flores double to bring in Bryce Johnson, who is our fastest runner by far on the Giants right now. And I think it's fun to watch him. He even slid in to second going to going to home and ended up making it home anyways. And then Conforto comes up to bat and hits a two-run homer. So probably one of the deepest parts of the park, which was just amazing to see. And they cop off the win and they turn two to end the game. Duvall, or no, sorry, Tyler Rogers ends up putting a ball on the floor where Estrada flips it to Crawford and gets the double play at the end. And they win the game. I mean, that that was a good game. That was a pretty good game. We had been shut down, though, for throughout the most of the game. Their uh, starting pitcher, oh, man, I cannot remember his name, but if I get his name, I will definitely bring it up. But he was shoving against the Giants. Giants could not do anything against him, and they had gotten at least like one to two hits when he was pitching and were striking out throughout the whole game. Now, what I like to see, though, is at the end of this game, for the end of the homestand, not the end of the homestand, the end of the starting uh, series, as you should say, at home, Conforto comes back into the clubhouse where it looks like a club. I mean, you see the lights, you see all of them excited, and they celebrated Conforto coming into the coming into the clubhouse. And if you even slow it down, actually, it's kind of funny. You can see Ustremski with literally no pants on and just underwear. I mean, it's all right. Ustremski's in there having fun, but I mean, come on, man. You want to put some pants on for the camera, maybe? That would be funny. I mean, Conforto did really well. He hit that ball very deep, around 420, 430 feet to cap off a win for the Giants back at home. Thank them for that. And now we start off a three-game series against the Dodgers. This one is going to be very important for them, and I think we should talk about it. It's the, we have two of the pitchers going at it tonight. I'm pretty sure it is Julio Urias versus Logan Webb. So two, pretty much the best pitcher from the Giants against the best pitcher from the Dodgers currently. And that's going to be a good game. If Webb can keep the ball on the floor, can get the strikeouts, and if we can put up some offensive numbers behind him, then we should be able to put up a good competition and possibly win the game at home. This is going to be a three-game series. As I said, it will start tonight and go through Wednesday. All the games are at 6.45 p.m. Pacific time, and take a look at those games. Um, the starting lineups have not come out yet, but I'm expecting some pretty competitive uh, games against both of them. Right now, with the standings as they are, the Dodgers just lost another one to Arizona, starting off a three-game losing streak that they have going right now. And... They are the, the standings go as this. It's Arizona six and four, San Diego six and four, Dodgers five and five, San Francisco four and five, and Colorado four and six. Uh, we're in fourth right now, but as I said, it's too early in the season to even decide whether who's gonna whether the Diamondbacks are gonna remain on top. Diamondbacks do look good, however, they have a lot of young talent. And I mean Corbin Carroll, possible rookie of the year candidate for the NL. And the Padres are just stacked with offense. It looks insane. They just basically, I think they won three out of the four against the Braves. Um, Dodgers, though, they're right now at 500. This is too early to tell what's going to happen. But Giants are going to have to really compete in this division, is what I'm going to say. They're going to really have to fight 
to remain in a top three spot to possibly get a wild card spot. I mean, winning the division is best case scenario, but when you're going up against the Dodgers and the Padres, it's going to be very hard to do that when they have stacked teams. However, San Francisco's pitching depth, especially on the starting pitching side, overtakes anyone in this division. I mean, it is by far deeper than the Dodgers and Padres, which might set them above those teams and the rest of them in that area. However, the Padres and Dodgers have some explosive offenses. I mean, Padres just spent big this offseason to have Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, and to add Tatis when he gets back into the lineup. That's just going to be insane. And they also, I think, recently extended uh, Jake Cronenworth to a deal. I forget how big the deal was. I think it was around eight years. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But... I mean, we're going to have to really compete against them, and it's going to take a lot for us to go and go against them in the division. So tonight, as we go and play the Dodgers, the main things is that we're going to have to keep the offense up. We're not going to slow down. We need to keep up the hits. We need to keep up the power. Our offense this year is going to thrive off of power. It's going to be home run after home run. That's how it was in 2021 when we had a ton of home runs and one of the top home run leaders in the National League. That is what we need, again, as we start this series. We need to be hitting home runs, getting the offense to the way it is, and really competing against the Dodgers. And our bullpen is going to have to be very locked down. These Dodgers are not going to give up, and they're going to play till the very last inning. And we're also going to have to hit well against Julio Urias, who is a very good pitcher and possible Cy Young candidate for this year as well. Now, Let's shift away from the Dodgers-Giants. I want to talk about specifically Michael Conforto, and he did very well yesterday. Um, it was a tough game for everyone. No one was really hitting the ball. But Conforto capped off with a two-run homer to win the game over the Royals, which was a very exciting to see for the Giants. And I think that was something that really sparked some uh, fire in the team. That's why you see the dugout celebrating towards the end. But Conforto hit that one deep, and I mean, he knew it too. He watched that thing, and he took his bases, and he was hyped, and the team was hyped up. It was good to see. It's something I like to see from the team. I like to see them excited. It shows that they care, are very energetic, and will lift each other up. I mean, it goes to one guy in the lineup to the next, you know? So I think what I expect from Conforto moving forward with the Giants is I'm going to expect him to keep that power up. Throughout his career, he's hit from 20 to 30 home runs consistently when he's been healthy and has put up some pretty decent numbers uh, offensively and is also really good defensively as well. I expect him to be a solid bat in the lineup every day. He'll be in the lineup every day. He will not be a pitch hit for. And I think what we're going to see and what I'd like to see is for him to be playing every day in these games, for him to be hitting consistently, getting the 20 to 30 home runs, keeping keeping the offense up, and also just uh, fielding well. I think he fields very well, and it's good to stick him in right field. That's usually where he is. And we aren't. We don't even have Hanniger back yet, and we've seen a lot of power from the team. When Hanniger comes back, you're going to see those two starting every day in left and right. And I don't know where they're going to put Hanniger in the lineup, but Conforto at third is a pretty good option. Conforto's not usually a leadoff guy. Um, he's got some speed, but... I think right now Estrada might be more of a leadoff guy or a Lamont Wade. And I think that's a pretty good way to set up the lineup. Conforto at third is good, driving some runs, you know, keep the 
keep the hitting going. He's a pretty good player. And I think recently, though, he's been striking out a lot in these first nine games. I would like to see that change as the team goes forward. He's been striking out a bit. And that's usually not the numbers that we see from him, and including Peterson as well. Those are not the numbers we usually see from them. They don't. They usually strike out more around a 20% mark, uh, not a 40% mark, however. But both of these guys have promise and are very good contributors to the team, which is like I like to see. I like to see this team play the way they are. But Conforto is striking about striking out around a 40% of the time despite that number usually being lower. It's usually at 24. It's usually at 24% K rate, which is pretty decent. Our high-impact players, though, have been hitting very well. And I think one to mentionably notice is Tyro Estrada. Tyro Estrada is hitting very well. I'm pretty sure right now for the team, he is batting 364. He gets on base. He's fast. He's speedy. And with the changed rules, with the fact that the pitcher can only check the bag two times on the third time, if they don't get him out, then they take second base. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more stolen bases from the team, but especially from Tyra Estrada, who's a very fast runner. And uh, we'll see that from Michael Conforto as well. Um, something I'd like to touch on is Gary Sanchez. Um, a lot of people have asked me, actually, about where Gary Sanchez is going to roll within the Giants. And um, right now he's in our minor league system. We signed him to a minor league deal. I mean, this guy is a former all-star and catcher for the Yankees who had just enormous power when he was on the Yankees. It was him, Judge, and Stanton. And I think people are asking, when is he going to come up? When would the Giants call him up? And, I mean, it's looking more likely like he's going to come up. Um, I think he might be more of a DH role within the Giants. But with Perez getting injured and sent to the 60-day IL, it's very possible that Sanchez might be called up. We have two catchers right now in Blake Sable and Austin Wins. Bart has not been catching. He is on the IL as well. But this, we could see Gary Sanchez come up and, you know, maybe fill the spot. Austin Wins caught yesterday, and uh, Blake Sable took over the role later in the game. And I think it would be nice to call up Gary Sanchez, see what we could do. He hasn't historically been the best catching fielder. He hasn't historically been that good defensively, as we should say. A lot of balls passed with Gary Sanchez. I think they would more value his bat if they can bring it back to the way it was um, when he was on the Yankees. And that is something that he, he will be called up, I think, at some point if he's uh, doing well in the minors. Because of our loss of Perez, and now we only have two catchers, and that depth can be uh, changed a bit because Blake Sable also plays left field when he is not catching. So I think we're going to see him come up soon. Um, any other moves that could be notable? I think that something that's going to be important is that David VR might be a little bit underrated considering what he's done for the team. David VR has a lot of power, and I mean – when the Giants played against the White Sox, there was a game he had two home runs, one of them being a grand slam. David VR can hit the ball. And it's been exciting to watch him. I'd like to see him continue to progress in the Giants system. But he has hit a lot of home runs within his time in the majors. And to continue to have him up, usually he's a he's a like role player. He's a guy who plays at third. He can play at second. He can play at first. Mainly he plays second and third. But VR has some power, and it's it's great to see him hitting. Uh, he was the one who broke up 
that no hitter at the beginning of the game yesterday. He got a hit that went down center field line and when it rolled into the outfield. And I think VR is a good player. I think we can see a lot from him. I've kind of gone off on tangent. I was talking about Conforto, but overall these guys are going to look very good. Conforto, if he can get back to that way he was on the Mets when he was there and hit with that 20 to 30 home run power, we're going to see a lot from him, and he'll be a very important player, and I think the fans are just going to love him. So more to come right after this. All right, now I'd like to talk about some of my way too early San Francisco Giants predictions for this year. The one I'm going to start with is one that might actually be very, very true. And I think this has been shown because Logan Webb has been a very good pitcher. I'm saying that for a very early prediction that he could have a very possible Cy Young contender year. And Logan Webb had a pretty good year in 2021 and a pretty good year in 2022. And I think if he progresses, he can definitely have a Cy Young year. When that slider is on, he has a high chase rate from other batters and gets them to really strike up. I'd like to see him continue to pitch the way he has. Not in the second game. He didn't do too well in the second game, but the way he did against the Yankees was pretty good to see. And Logan Webb will be very fun to watch. I say that he has a potential Cy Young year. Now I will also say for another way too early Giants prediction, as I say, Casey Schmidt gets called, like gets the call from the Giants within the month of April to come up and play. That could be too early. It depends. If Crawford is injured, shortstop usually gets taken over by Tyro Estrada, but it could be that they call Casey Schmidt up because he has had some time as shortstop, as we have seen. He usually, his main role is to play third base, but the Giants have switched from the shortstop as the, at the time being because of the fact that when Crawford is out, Usually they could put him in to play shortstop. And I would say that if Crawford's get injured, which I really hope he does not, and I hope he stays healthy, even without that, I think Casey Schmidt could get the call up if he is hitting well and the Giants need to send somebody down. I think Casey Schmidt is a logical person to bring up. I don't know if he would be rookie of the year candidate, although he very well could be. He has shown some promise. He has very good he has a very good glove. He's been hitting pretty well. He had very well in spring training, and we have seen a lot of promise from him. Um, another prediction I have for the San Francisco Giants for this year on one of my way too early predictions is I think Michael Conforto will be an all-star with um, a few other players. I would say Michael Conforto is an all-star. Logan Webb is an all-star. And I would, I'm going to give a little bit of a wild card here. I'm going to say Tyro Estrada is an all-star and gets to play in the game. Now, there, we could definitely have some more all-stars. Yastrzemski is hitting pretty well. And Yastrzemski always has a great glove. But I would say those three are ones that I'm looking at and I'm thinking that could have a very good year and get an all-star call, you know, and go to the game. I think that would be good to see. Conforto is someone who, when he's hitting, he is an all-star player. And Tyro Estrada has been very phenomenal for the Giants for uh, in the spring and in the start of the season. Um, another prediction I have for the Giants would be David Villar. I think he's going to hit 20-plus home runs this season. He's got a lot of pop. He's got a lot of power. And um, this is a take I have thinking that VR, with all of that power, can drive in 20-plus home runs. And maybe he even surprises me. Maybe he hits more than that. But if he is a player that plays pretty much almost every day, he could definitely put up those, put up some really good numbers. 
and have some really good have a really good offensive year with the Giants by hitting 20 plus home runs, which would be great to see for the Giants. That is all I have for today for you. Now you have been listening to Giants Spotlight, where we talk about the Giants all the time, your favorite San Francisco team. Thank you. We'll catch you later. Have a good one. And don't stop watching Giants baseball.